Welcome back. Happy 2022, everyone. You're listening to the Red Carpet Cafe podcast, and I am one of your hosts, Eric Bree. And I am your other host, Bree Kraut. Bree, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. You know, the new year brings new hope. Um, some people I've seen dub this as season three of the pandemic, so it's <laughs> kind yeah. of a the opener if you will hopefully this will be the third and final season yeah it's usually you know season three is usually when the writers can't figure anything out and then all the weird stuff starts happening but i feel like that was season one for us so maybe just maybe the writers are going to get a creative block that just ends it all yeah i felt like maybe season one and part of two there was like this writer strike yeah, <laughs> it was like watching. I was at like watching season two and three of Lost. Suddenly, there's polar bears in the middle of the forest. Where well, the hell did they come from? We're uh, we're gonna chat about a little uh, low budget film starring Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, uh, known as Matrix Resurrection, that dropped in. the was it truly low budget? Or no. you mean this is just <laughs> no, like, no, I'm like, it was it's not the low Matrix. budget. How right. could this be low budget? <laughs> no. I've been away from your sarcasm for a little too long. <laughs> no, no, like, definitely, wait, 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 wait. definitely not low budget. Um, box office wise, it's done 125 million. I'm afraid to look and see what they actually spent on it. But this is the fourth movie. Ones. Well, this US, is the fourth. Right. This was the fourth movie, though, uh, in this franchise, not including the Animatrix and such that was released. Um, dropped on December 22nd in the theaters and on HBO Max. And uh, I got to tell you, what uh, what was your first impression on this film? Oh, um, as it started or by the time I finished it? I would say as you finished it, because we're not doing play-by-play anymore like we did. Right, 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 right. No, I understand that part, and I'm glad for that. I think everyone is. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, did I, did I, did I, overall, am I, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to start it off this way. It was my least favorite of any of the Matrix movies. Okay. That um, was my impression. I was watching I, a love story. I wanted to watch The Matrix. It, it was a love story, no question. It was more about Neo trying to get back with Trinity and figure out if everything he was doing was real and 
you know, you see him basically he gets jacked back into the Matrix after mm-hmm. the end of the third one, and they Neil Patrick Harris's character at one point alludes to the fact that if the two were together, it causes chaos. But if they kept them close but not ever together, um, they generate enough power in the system, you know, to do whatever he needs to do. I liked Neil Patrick Harris's character. I was disappointed that they replaced um, Mr. Smith. Mm-hmm. But they did replace him with Jonathan Groff. And if mm-hmm. you're a Disney fan, you know him as Kristoff uh, or, mm-hmm. you know, the king and the Hamilton film that was dropped on Disney plus. Um, uh, but yeah, it, I don't think you needed to have to watch the other three movies in order to do this film. Uh, I, I actually, there's enough backstory that. I agree. I that agree they cover that you learn mm-hmm. all about the previous films. Yep. Right in the beginning when it started, I was like, Oh man, like they're, they're replaying in the future. They're replaying trinity's big fight scene so Mm. i'm like maybe i should go back and revisit this because it's been a while since i've watched the the trilogy at the time you know um and it it was unnecessary like i got far enough into rewatching the first one there i was like i'm just gonna go for it i'm gonna watch the the fourth one and see what happens and there are there are a series of flashbacks because this you find out later takes place 60 years later and so, um, yeah, Neo's been in this literal deja vu cycle, same well, thing every day. The it's way they like play it, <laughs> right, right. But the way they play it off is that Neo, but he's known as you know Anderson, Mr. Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Um, but he is known as the creator of the video of game, the Matrix. The Matrix. Yep. Which is inside the Matrix, and yeah. so the, the scenes that they're reliving don't have the same performers. It's a different person, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. you know he's trying to figure out what's real and what's Matrixy and mm-hmm. and such. Well, he's not him, right? Like they've right. they've part of this new life that he has as this top notch millionaire video game designer is um is that he is this balding old man Mm -hmm. and trinity though he sees her literally every single day part of that keeping him close but not too close um is like this you only get a glimpse of her you never really truly see her you see her in the reflection of a table she's like some blonde bombshell thing right you only get a glimpse of her and, you know, you said that this was your least favorite. I would say that this, to me, was a step up from, like, the second one, which, to me, was the worst. Mm. But, again, if I treated this as a standalone film, I, I'm okay with it. It's definitely not my favorite Keanu Reeves film. By mm-hmm. no means is is this John Wick 5. Right, <laughs> which I I cannot wait for more John Wick movies. Here's the thing. Right. Like even but the fight sequences, though, what I was going to say, yes. the fight sequences were still yes. incredible and well yes. choreographed, but the storyline, I felt like the storyline left me kind of meh. So this is the one thing that confused me, and maybe it's because I only watched it one time. This is definitely a movie that you'll probably have to watch more than once, which the first Matrix was kind of like that, too. 
just to really absorb and understand because mm-hmm. you have to pay attention. You can't be one of those people who's like on your phone playing games or right. being distracted by anything else around you. Like it's a movie you have to be fully immersed in. Like you have right. to be paying attention the second it starts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how the first matrix was too. So the piece that I didn't understand because we are now 60 years into the future. Mm-hmm. Why is Morpheus his young self? Is it because they went like in order to bring Morpheus back, they went right. back to the timeline when Trinity has her fight sequence. And that's when they took Morpheus. Cause he used to be an agent and then brought <sighs> him to the future. After Morpheus is already gone. But Morpheus died in that original trilogy. Right. But it's almost like his his younger self. It's like his self. No, like they didn't travel into the past. It's like they took his self-conscious and conscience and uploaded it to the Matrix because he was in the Matrix video game. But he was also trying to get out of the Matrix video game like Mr. Smith. But not for nefarious reasons, because he truly wanted to help Neo. Well, but he wasn't really in, like, was he really in the video game? Because because they were in the Matrix, right? Anderson is in the Matrix. And then within the Matrix, there's another Matrix, which is the video game. Correct. And that was to keep him from, because obviously portions of his memory, because he he takes a blue pill every single morning now. Mm, Something like that, yeah. So, like, part of his memories, like, if he didn't take that pill, he would remember pieces of his previous life of being in the Matrix, then leaving the Matrix, and not being back in the Matrix. Right. That's why it's so confusing. Like, that's, so I feel like, like, have you seen, have you seen the movie Predestination? Uh, It's been a while. Okay. So, like, in that movie, that's kind of how I, like, equate the Morpheus thing. So in that movie, it's like everyone has this predestination. So there's this, um, this woman who she lives this life of like being from like a small, small town family, very like sheltered and like moves into like the city and life and like meets this man who has no name, who is just everything she's ever wanted and then um, like she sleeps with him one night and then never sees him again. And then she becomes pregnant and then, um, and then has the baby. And then later in life transitions into a man only to become the man who slept with her in the first place. Like it's that like, is confusing. It's so confusing. Like, and it's like, that's how I feel about the matrix with Morpheus. Like I feel like they had to go back to get him because if you think about Morpheus's timeline, as we see it now from start to finish, his timeline didn't start in the Matrix when he first discovers Neo. Okay. He discovers Neo before he discovers Neo, which I feel like I kind of remember them referencing before in the first Matrix because he's he's thought he found the one before. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe he's found Neo multiple times, but it's right. taking until these other times for him to be who he is. So that being said, the true Morpheus timeline is Morpheus was an agent. Morpheus gets pulled into like 60 years into the future from as we know him. Mm -hmm. 
So he's still this young guy. Finds Neo. But and... it's still Morpheus's like AI or subconscious. It's not Morpheus because physical bodied Morpheus, which was Lawrence Fishburne, mm-hmm. died. Like mm-hmm. was dead, dead. And we all right. thought that Neo was dead too at yep. the end of the third one. But the difference between the they two built him back. Yeah, the difference between the two is that the system the controls the Matrix chose to bring Neo and Trinity back and and house them. You know, in, because of the power in the pods, yeah. Well, in in any case, again, not the best of the Matrix series. Yeah, um, IMDb <laughs> gives it five point seven out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes gives it sixty three percent, and Metacritic gives it sixty three percent. I Here's feel why. like that was kind of harsh, but okay, oh, not me. Ahead. All right, not me. <laughs> Here's why, and you've kind of alluded to this before when we were talking about it, and we've already said it once already. With the Matrix, it doesn't have to make sense because it's the Matrix. You can mm-hmm. quite literally throw anything you want in there and somehow make it work to be the storyline. You know, right. like it's it, take Morpheus for example. So like you can do whatever whatever you want in this movie. Mm-hmm. Throw in a potato where like a tomato should be. Right. But um, the whole movie, the whole trilogy, original trilogy, and the action and what people like so much and like the having to really think and piece it together. Mm-hmm was totally destroyed in this one because it was all about getting Neo and Trinity or Thomas Anderson and Tiffany back together. Right. Like it was all about their love and their love can succeed everything. You know, there was, you get to the end of end ish of the movie and Neo doesn't have his powers anymore, but somehow Trinity does. And through their connection and being together, like they can do anything. And now they can both fly like, WTF. <laughs> I know it's the Matrix, but WTF. Okay. So it right. just it took something that already kind of ended on a sour note because they just took it maybe too far. They took it to a place like it did so well that you know that what is it? Um number two, the the search for cash. Like right. that's what yeah. two and three became. But then Keanu Reeves is Keanu Reeves and he is, I mean, Keanu, you be any more perfect. Like, that's like how I feel about him. Right. Like, he's amazing. He's like a couple years shy of 60 years old. He can like kick anyone's ass. He's beautiful. He's like gentle. He's the kindest human on the planet. Like people just want to see more of him. So of course you're going to make a fourth matrix if he's willing to do all of the things. And and it's great right. to see him on TV. I thoroughly enjoy it. I need just a few more butt shots, please. That being said, it, it wasn't a good movie. I think there's a somewhat <laughs> of a disappointment, though, because I feel like at this point, Keanu, minus, I haven't seen the third Bill and Ted, so I, I can't take that into the equation, but most of the films he's done within the last 10 years sans Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. Um, he's usually picked some solid scripts. Yeah. So I think I was a little disappointed in how it turned out, but with those ratings being, if you looked at them from like a grade school perspective 
an mm-hmm. F, a D minus, and a D minus. I don't know if I would agree with that. I'm not. I giving agree it, with D minus. I'm not giving it an, it an A by any means. Okay, so all right, <laughs> let's let's do this on a scale of one to ten. How many red pills you give in this film? Four and a half. Okay. I think that's the worst rating I've given. Kiana, I'm so sorry because I love you. See, I would have probably gone closer to like a... Eight. No, no. I feel like like it would have been more like a C- minus because of Mm -hmm. the nostalgic part of it. I'll give it a D plus. (sighs) Be generous. I'd give it a six. Point, I'd give it a six point nine. <laughs> six point nine red pills is what I would give it. Uh, and again, because of the nostalgic side of it, Not it was nice. It was nice, right? It was nice to see um, them reprise the roles. Disappointed that they started playing with some of the original actors and actresses. Like, why mm-hmm. couldn't you have just gotten Lawrence Fishburne back? Mm-hmm. Um, but we've talked about all the things that we thought were kind of wrong with it. Mm-hmm. And. But so we can what, talk about the right but, things. What did you, what did you like about, what would you say if, if there was anything in the film that you were like, you know what, that was actually pretty cool. Or that character was pretty cool. Like, what did you like about the film? Um, Let's try and put a positive spin on it. Let's start with the the baseline concept. So take out like the love story nonsense Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that now it's like it's been 60 years Mm -hmm. and he's back in the Matrix. And then they took it a step further to like almost like tease him a little bit that the Matrix is a video game and it's what he created. Mm hmm. Um, I think that that was a really great idea in my mind. The writer sat down and that's what they came up with first and then stemmed off of that. And it just turned into like a hub and spoke system with too many hubs and spokes. And that's why we got what we got. Okay. That being said, it was a great concept for the beginning of it. Um, Keanu Reeves, I mean, that's just a bonus. I know that's not storyline or movie or anything like that. Um, You mentioned the fight sequences. I thought it was really cool how um, they they brought in kind of that, like, cool and not cool, actually. I'm on the fence with this. When, When they went back into, like, the mind, right? Where you're like in this white space and there's a couch and there's a TV and here, Neo, you can be anything you want to be. Right. And, and then we're watching the TV and we're rewatching the first matrix. Like that was a little weird, but it was cool to revisit that and remember it and then go back to um, like, Oh, I still remember Taekwondo. And then that, that fight sequence and that speed and, um, you know, all of that, that was really cool. Um, the fact that they have another ship and they were able to bring in like the, like the cyborgs and like show that Neo's life served purpose because look at what they have now. And then there are these two machines that absolutely adore him, which I thought was kind of a cute spin on it. It, it reminds me of like the comic relief in star Wars, right? The droids, like that's right. kind of what it made me think of. Um, it was cool that the team that was coming together to save Neo again 
um, were the the grandchildren of the people he was with before. That was mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they brought back some old villains. That was kind of cool. My favorite part of the whole movie was Neil Patrick Harris. He always seems to do really well with whatever role he's given. And for me, he played... He villain really well, too. He, he played the villain quite uniquely in this, and his reactions were perfect. Almost like Barney Stinson-like from How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> but he, he was like they're played to me, by the same person. Right. He was, <laughs> he was the bright spot in, in that film for me. Um, otherwise, I'm glad I didn't go to the theater to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I watched it on HBO. Yeah, Max. I bought yes, my $14 back. <laughs> yeah. Um, Plus snacks. Yeah. So my $26 I'd want back. Before so we, expensive. Oh, yeah. Before we wrap this up, though, anything else that you've been watching? <clears throat> we don't have to cover it right now, but at least, you know, throw it out there. Maybe we'll talk about yeah. it over the next couple um, episodes. Dope Sick, the miniseries on Hulu. Okay. Um, Succession season mm-hmm. three has now ended. Um, I've gone back and started watching the old Law and Order Special Victims Unit because yeah. I know that there's that new, like Elliot segue. So right. maybe visiting that. Um, I got Sam TV <laughs> over the holidays, um, and I know that that's not something that everyone has, but um, I'm pretty amazed at how much there is on there in regards to like wine and documentaries and things of the like, because I think that most people, if they are familiar with anything, some it's quite literally the documentary, some, some into the bottle. And I can't remember what the third one is. Um, So that's, I've been kind of exploring that Um, in Canto from Disney. I'm not ready to talk about that yet. It's been in heavy rotation in the house because of my toddler almost uh-huh. twice a day we don't talk about bruno not even on on the mic right now it's too soon. <laughs> hashtag too soon did you watch um, hawkeye oh, such a good series i know and i haven't seen the new spider-man yet but then i was also told that i'm gonna cry when i see the new spider-man so i've been like <laughs> postponing that i did watch the eternals i thought the eternals i thought it was decent um, I know a lot of people bagged on it because it varies from the comics, but uh, mm-hmm. it's going to mean some interesting things for the MCU coming up here in phase four. If it did vary from the comics, I would say that's very, um, I feel like that's unlike Marvel. I feel like usually you can, there's a sense of the direction that they're going in because of the comics. Like right. they might veer a little bit or make it a little bit more like some of the backstory. No, some but, of the yeah. backstory has varied a little bit, but um, yeah, I thought it was decent. Um, yeah. It was definitely a good watch. I like Marvel. I like Marvel a lot. My sister really enjoys it. I have some like really good friends who are like, Hey, like you really, you got to watch these. You got to pay attention. They're so cool. And, and everything is connected, but gosh, I mean, after last year, and yeah. I know I'm going to get a flag for this, and that's okay. I don't care. Take me down a notch. I'm kind of marveled out. Like, no, it doesn't you. mean it's not good, but like yeah. I want to kind of see some other things for a little while, and sure. then I will watch them. I will eventually watch all of them again, but like 
Well, that's a lot. <laughs> well, and like kids films wise, uh, I haven't seen it. My wife took our son to go see it, though. I, I kind of want to see Sing 2. I like the first one. Me too. I like the first one. It was cute. And was I know good. the second one is available for rent um, via like, I think it's like Vudu or Amazon Prime or something like that. Uh, okay. Or even I think iTunes, uh, since it's still in the theater. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm debating on it. Uh, but yeah, I kind of want to see it. It looks it, uh, it looks cute. It looks good. House of, House of Gucci is high on my list. I want to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, on um, uh, on HBO Max, and so over the holidays, I relocated. I'm not in Wisconsin anymore. I'm still Midwest, but I'm back in Illinois. Um, That's a witness witness relocation program. Sorry. Something like that. Don't yeah. tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> right. My name is not Bree. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and there's this area. Not too far from here. It's like, yeah, you know, there's there's caves and trails and things to walk. And it's like, it's always been a pretty popular destination. Is it called a zoo? Where, no. No. <laughs> um, and it's, it's called Starved Rock. And it's um, apparently like back in the 60s or 70s, there were like these murders that took place there and um, a recent release of the man who was charged. So there's a documentary on HBO called The, the Murders at Starved Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched that. That was pretty good. Nightmare Alley is on my list. Um, yeah, there's definitely uh, some some good originals that are coming up that I can't wait. Netflix, for. don't look up. Did you watch that one? I did watch it. Um, that would be one I would be willing to talk about. Okay. Not today. No, 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 yeah. no. I got you. I got we'll you. We'll definitely talk about that one. Um, also, too, <laughs> Apple, I think you don't have Apple TV, if I remember correctly. I do not. I have an Apple TV but not device, actual... but I don't pay for Apple TV, no. Got it. There's a, I have everything else. There's a rendition of Macbeth that's on there that looks really good hmm. that I want to see. So, But, um, you know, either way, it's 2022 shaping up to be a good entertainment year overall. I, I sure hope so. Well, in the meantime, though, you guys have been listening to the Red Carpet Cafe. I am one of your hosts, Eric Root. And I am your other host, Brie Frout. Um, but her witness relocation name is Fifi LaRue. So. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> um, no, I gotta change my name again. Oh, darn. Darn, it's my fault. Uh, in a couple of weeks, episode two will be out where I will be talking with superstar Carl Hayway live. Well, at the time it was live. Um, he will be chatting with me from his home in Boston in the UK. And we will be talking about the Beatles get back. It was a really cool conversation to have and to get some perspective and insight from someone who grew up during that time period that they were hitting the airwaves and going nuts and then uh, Bree and I will be back to drop a hopefully in time Valentine's Day episode where we will talk about rom-coms cannot wait <laughs> uh, in the meantime don't forget that the Red Carpet Cafe is a member of the Be Kind Rewind Podcast Network you can find us on the web at bkrpn.com and again happy New Year 2022 to everyone.